Blog Talk Radio. Join us for the Wellness Journey Live with Linus Woods Mullins. Our program will show you the fun and simplicity of wellness for women over 40 and all the people who love them. You can achieve total wellness through holistic practices, nutrition, fitness, and spiritual renewal. Join us weekly as we talk to the experts in the field of total wellness for your mind, body, and spirit. Here's Linus. Well, hello, hello. This is Linus from PraiseWorks, and welcome to the Wellness Journey Live. And I'm going to tell you right now, Mercury is in retrograde, in case any of you, you keep up with that kind of thing. And I was talking to our guests, and then all of a sudden things just dropped. I don't know why. So I'm hoping that Mercury will leave us alone for today and that we'll get to our broadcast with no drop of calls. I was on my walk earlier today. I do this every morning, and I'm listening to my iPod, and or my iPhone, actually, and it kept dropping over and over again. I don't know why. So we're just going to put the attention out right now that this show is going to go smoothly, and there will be no drops because we have some really important information to share with you today. I want to thank all of you, first of all, for just tuning into the wellness journey and supporting us. Uh, as of this month, we've been on the air for four years. I started out four years ago on Voice America, and now we're on iHeartRadio, Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, of course, Blog Talk Radio, and embedded in other websites, uh, which has a total of listenership of over 12,000 listeners. So thank you so much. Uh, for listening to our show and for being supportive of us and for sharing the show. And I hope you will share this show in particular today because I think it's on a topic that we can't get enough information about. I know for me, as an entrepreneur uh, who's always pushing to achieve, I need to stay positive. And I don't mean I need to be like in La La Land, as my husband teases me sometimes. You're in La La Land. I don't mean like being in La La Land. I I, I mean uh, staying positive and looking in the good in every situation and possibility thinking and not being bogged down by our negative thoughts. And when I came across our guest, Dawn Westmoreland, and I saw what she was writing about, I thought, gee, I want to invite her on the show because I think people need to learn and hear more about how we can stop those self-destructive thoughts and pursue positive breakthroughs. And that's what our show is all about today, stopping destructive thoughts and pursuing our positive breakthroughs. We have on the line with us today uh, Don Westmoreland, and um, as is uh, tradition, I always ask our guests to introduce them, themselves, but first I have to tell you that Don Westmoreland is a breakthrough coach, she's a hypnotherapist, and she's also the author of Be Empowered Whistleblower, and she told me just the other day that she just got through with her other book, so I guess she's going to be sharing with us today about that, but welcome, Don, to the wellness journey. I am so glad you're here with us today to talk about a topic that's so important. Hi, Linus. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here from Asheville, North Carolina. So excited for our oh, talk today. Absolutely. You're in North Carolina. All right. I love the Carolinas. They're both beautiful states. So thanks so much for bringing in that North Carolina vibe. I love that. I, I, love I, first, found, I first found you, I believe, on LinkedIn, I think. I don't know. I I was doing what I call my click here, click there philosophy. I usually let God direct me to 
that he directed me to you. And when I saw what it was that you did, I thought, aha, this is why, because this is something that I struggle with myself, you know, in terms of being positive and clearing out things that block me from my good because I'm busy, you know, throwing out negativity in my thought processes. So I thought it would be a great idea for you to come on the show and share with us some of your philosophies. But first of all, tell us a little bit about you and how you came to do what you do and how you came to write the book, Be Empowered Whistleblower. Well, first, let me go back and tell you I'm retired from the Air Force. I've been retired for 10 years where I worked in HR and lived all over the you know, all over the world. So that's a little bit of my background. And fast forward it to I worked in the Veteran Affairs for five years, worked in HR administrative uh, positions. And with my background, I have 22 years of HR experience and a master's and several relating degrees. I saw that in the workplace there was a lot of nepotism, hiring a family and friends, which is illegal in the government. So I reported it. And what happened was I went through two years of horrific bullying. And I won't really go into all the details. You you probably have a good idea of some of the bullying I went through. And Mm -hmm. it landed me in the mental health ward. I ended up a three-day stay at the mental health ward after uh, two years of going through extreme hell. I, you know, I kind of lost it. You know, I wasn't suicidal, but I was tired. I was broken down, and I felt very much a victim, you know, felt very, very Mm. disempowered. So Mm -hmm. after the third day, I looked around. There's only four beds in the mental health ward for women, and this is in the Asheville VA Hospital, the mental health ward. Mm. And I, Mm. I just basically, you know, I've been praying, God help me, you know, help me not to fix the problems, but to fix or sorry, to help empower me to become the person I need to to be to um, to live my life right and to help other people. So, Linus, I checked myself out after the third day and I settled with the Veteran Affairs uh, back in March of 2014, and I refused to sign a gag order. So, I wrote my story being disempowered by the VA whistleblowing, and also I take it back to my childhood, you know, disempowering times in my life. We've we've all dealt with it, whether it's sexual abuse, you know, alcoholic marriages, um, you know, adult childhood bullying. I went through all that. And so my, my book was um, to tell people about my past where I'm very raw, very transparent. I don't hold back. I mean, I tell it all. And uh, I don't necessarily give names in my book, you know, about who bullied me. But, you know, I share my disempowerment, how I overcame it, how I forgave, you know, how I now own my stories instead of my stories owning me. And so Mm -hmm. I I love it when I get an opportunity to interview with such people like yourself that are, you know, about promoting uh, empowerment. So that's where I'm at today after 35 radio shows, uh, magazine interviews, uh, being in the Christian Science Monitor for the bravery and for the work I'm doing. It's it's, it's very honoring and humbling to be with people like you, Linus. Oh, well, I'm just so glad that you're on. We have several things in common because I had an epiphany or an aha moment which put me in a, in a, um, a situation where I was at a respite. And this respite was a place where people would go after they left the psych hospital. So I almost made it there. And my whole thing had to be had to do with just being totally stressed out and exhausted after um, almost 15 years of not dealing with my mother's death and uh, developing an anxiety disorder and trying to out 
to try to control the outcome, try to control everything around me, which, of course, no wonder I had anxiety disorder. That's impossible uh, to control everything. And it's interesting that you say they only had two beds there uh, for women. It's, it's almost like the society thinks, and this is including women, that we're not allowed to break down. We have to stay stoic and have to stay engaged and responsible for our families, our children, our mothers, our fathers, our coworkers, our friends. Somewhere along the line, we lose ourselves. And in my case, uh, in my losing myself, I had to kind of work my way back. And as I began to work my way back to um, being well, I discovered that I didn't want to do what I was doing anymore. And that was, that's what brought me to uh, get into Health and Wellness for Women, my radio shows, my magazine, and all the other things that I'm doing. But it took an epiphany, a mini breakdown, uh, for me to realize that. So in your case, what did it take for you? How did you begin to rebuild yourself after having gone through such a, um, a disempowering and, and such a traumatic experience when you're being bullied on the job? Well, you know, it was an ugly time in my life. You know, my paycheck was cut off. I had dealt with stalking, phone tapping, and, you know, I felt very much the victim. But, you know, it was the third day in the mental health ward that I really looked within myself, and I realized I did not like the person I was. I did not like Mm -hmm. even looking at myself in the mirror. I I would look in the mirror and just break down and cry because I hated – the person that I had become, you know, very much feeling helpless and hopeless and victimized. So I really, uh, I did a lot of praying and I did a lot of uh, work, inner work. I worked with coaches, you know, I, you know, dealt with um, hypnotherapy to help myself and even later become certified in hypnotherapy so I could help others. And I realized that the biggest bully in my life was not, it was not the person who molested me as a child. It was not the alcoholic uh, first spouse. It was not the bullies in my life. I had become the bully. I'd become the biggest bully in my life because I thought I was a victim. And then I later realized, um, because I did a lot of meditation, a lot of praying, a lot of work on myself, a lot of coaching, and then I realized that all these um, different things that happened in my life were part of the journey. They were gifts and ugly wrapping paper, but they were lessons to help to define who I was, to help uh, me to overcome it, uh, to go back and forgive. And, you know, I can talk about these stories today, and it doesn't take mm-hmm. me down that disempowerment path because I overcame these stories. So that's what I love to do today is, you know, show others through my book, through coaching, consulting, you know, how can you get through your story? We all have stories. We all have it. And we need to heal the stories that are holding us back from living large in life. What steps did you take? How did you begin that journey of empowering your life and, and taking your power back? What, what kinds of things can you share with our listeners uh, if they're beginning that same journey? What kinds of things did you do to help you to get back on track? Well, the first thing is you have to be kind to yourself. You've got to stop being your own worst bully. And I started being kinder to myself. I I started adding self-care into my life where I'd get massages. You know, I'd spend 15, 30 minutes at least minimum a day doing something spiritual, whatever that means to each person. And I took 100% accountability of my life. You know, I realized that I was attracting a lot of the negative experiences in my life by the, um, the frame of mind I had. 
So I started working on changing the frame of mind I had. Like you said earlier, Linus, I don't walk around, la, 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 everything's perfect, everything's happy. Um, You know, yesterday I felt like I had a little bit of a disempowering moment, and I recognized that uh, a certain person set off triggers in me. And Mm. and I realized, oh, positive action needed, positive action needed. if the triggers, if somebody is setting off triggers, that means that there's something in your life that you need to deal with. You need to heal. You need to get over it. Um, and that could be through hiring a, a coach, you know, talking to your pastor, your priest, you know, uh, a friend that's positive that can help you. I like hanging out with like-minded people, and I certainly look to mentors that, you know, they're just a little bit further down the journey than I am. So that's very helpful to me. And I like the idea of what you said about changing your frame of mind because a lot of people, myself included, we get stuck in that uh, thing of thinking, thinking, and it's hard for us to make that change and, and, and change our negative self-talk into something more positive. Um, when you're talking with your clients, what kinds of coaching things do you provide for them to help them change their self-speak in terms of how they think about themselves? Well, when I have a client, the first thing that I I get down to business is, you know, asking them open-ended, empowering questions so that they first see where the blocks are in their lives. A lot of the clients that come to me, Linus, uh, they lack confidence. They want to find their voice. They feel overwhelmed, stressed out. So what I do is I get down to the core of, you know, what are their blocks? Just by asking them a lot of questions. And then once they see why they feel, you know, lack of confidence, they feel that, you know, they're not heard in their lives and such, once they get that insight, that's very powerful to them. And I can't tell you how many people have asked me, how did you know, um, you know, what my issues were? I've been told I'm very intuitive. I'll, I'll own it. And I just, you know, get down to the core of the issue because you can't fix yourself. You know, you can't fix your problems, your issues, until you know what the issues are. So then once somebody knows what the issues are, you know, it could be disempowerment back to when you were a child, you know. Like me, my grandmother, who had a Ph.D., was always telling me I was not cut out to be a teacher. And I all I yeah. heard in my uh, as a childhood was, oh, you're not smart. And so I ended up earning four degrees then plus a deaf grandmother. So, mm-hmm. you know, just helping people to get insights into their life and what's holding them back and then I provide the tools through coaching, um, sometimes hypnotherapy, that's mind over matter. And, you know, just uh, even showing them different um, books that might be beneficial to them, that might help to empower them on their journey. You mentioned hypnotherapy. Explain to our audience what it is, because I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what hypnotherapy is and what it isn't. So from your experience, what is hypnotherapy and, and why should it work or why is it impactful? Well, and that's so true. Um, there is a lot of myths out there, and Hollywood does not help one bit. But it's one of the most powerful tools, along with coaching, that I love to employ. And I said I used it myself in overcoming a lot of issues. Well, first of all, the person is able to be guided through a gentle meditation. A lot of us have done meditation. And to get into, you know, one of the five alpha states, very, very relaxed. I'm able to uh, provide suggestions that the client has um, bought into. We've worked together on, uh, you know, a script. It could be to have more confidence, to drink more water, you know, to be more healthy. So they have total buy-in. And, you know, a client is always um, 
you know, fully in control. Nobody can be hypnotized against their will. It just doesn't happen, okay? That's a lot of Hollywood myth. And uh, so I provide that. I provide the suggestions. It's mind over matter. Uh, the subconscious is eager, you know, to act on positive suggestions that the client has buy-in. And then I gently wake them up, and it's like coming out of, a, you know, a light nap. It's very, very, very relaxing. So, you know, again, uh, the client has complete control. They can come out of it any time. They can reject anything that they want in hypnotherapy. But, you know, again, I'm working like as a coach ahead of time to, you know, come up with a script that would help uh, help them with whatever their goals or, you know, whatever their dreams are. That is interesting because I think a lot of times, uh, first of all, the hypnotherapy thing, thanks for that. Uh, definition because many people don't understand what it is and have this mumble jumble thing and it's, it's not mumble jumble at all. But one of the things you mentioned was that you spend a lot of time in meditation and prayer. Why do you think it's important uh, for us to spend that kind of quiet time when we're trying to remove blockages and change our way of thinking? Well, so much of the time, and I talk about this all the time. We're giving away our personal power by always seeking opinion and advice from other people. Now, that's not to say you shouldn't get expert advice from an expert when you need it, but a lot of times the answers are right within us. And I know I'm guilty of it myself, always seeking advice, always seeking expert, or not expert, but, you know, opinions from other people. Well, if you ask 20 different people, they're going to give you 20 different answers. But it's when I started to slow down that I got the answers within me. And I also saw all the signs around me, too. One of the neatest things that happens to me when I really slow down and I pay attention is I'm constantly finding white or blue feathers uh, around me in my in, – in, I find them in the most unusual places, Linus. And it's my signs mm. that I am guided and protected, you know, by divine. And it just lets me know that I'm not alone on this earth. And I'm not any more special than anyone else. We all have we all have wisdom inside. We all have signs out there. And we just have to slow down. And you cannot get it when you're always on autopilot. And believe me, I'm a type A personality. It's sometimes hard. Uh, but mm-hmm. I find that if I really um, start to slow down, that that's when I get the best answers and I find all these signs around me. That's interesting, too, because um, so many of us are are thinking that, well, for instance, type A personalities don't have that problem. Uh, They have it all together. There's a lot of assumptions that we make about people and that we make about ourselves. And I think it really makes it difficult to really see what the root causation might be for the reasons why we think the way we do because we have all the stuff that is not based on anything really tangible uh, that we've experienced, but it's all assumptions. So how do you? How do you get to the root cause of what's causing a block? What are some of the things you take your uh, clients through to help them figure out the causation? Okay, with clients, well, uh, you know, I was mentioning it earlier. What I do is I ask empowering questions. So, okay, for example, uh, Linus, if you were a client and you come to me and you just say, you know, I don't feel really confident. I don't have a lot of friends in life. I don't like my job. You know, I don't like, you know, things aren't going so great with, you know, the partner that I have in my life at this time. You know, as a coach, what I do is I start asking empowering questions to get down to the root of what's really what's really going on because, 
Mm-hmm. When we're in a job or relationship or a life event that's really uncomfortable or painful, a lot of times that signs that we need to start addressing that, you know, maybe we're not in the best relationship, you know, maybe we're not in the best job, and maybe we need to take positive action to move forward so that we are with the right person in our lives, that we're in the right job, or we're working for ourselves that that's what's meant to be. So, you know, by, you know, asking a lot of questions, getting down to the core of the issue, um, letting, you know, that person comes up with the idea, you know, they're able to see the aha moment that, oh, goodness, you know, you know, yes, I get paid a lot of money in this job, but I really hate it because it's not fulfilling my soul. It's not empowering me to be my best. And you mentioned something else that I think is really important in terms of how we think of uh, think to ourselves and being honest with ourselves. That's a key component is learning to really be honest. I think we spend a lot of time not being honest with others and not being honest with ourselves in terms of how we really feel about something. And we kind of put this veil over our eyes, or some people might call it rose-colored glasses, uh, to kind of figure out, you know, to figure out a positive way to live without really dealing with some of the issues that are causing us not to be happy. Uh, for those of you who are just tuning into the program, you're listening to The Wellness Journey Live. I'm Leonard DePraiseworth, and we have with us Don Westmoreland, and we've been talking about those self-deprecating, self-thoughts that are, that are negative and how we can change those, our thoughts, in such a way to pursue a life that has more success and more joy. And I was going to ask you, Don, in particular, you mentioned that, you know, you were feeling disempowered and you um, ended up in a uh, side board for a few days and uh, you had to kind of go back and get your, your power back. Um, how did you get your breakthrough? What was your breakthrough and how did you get that first major breakthrough uh, that, that you know that you were on the path to uh, getting well again? Well, you know, it's kind of subtle. It wasn't like, you know, over my head, boom, you know, it just happened. I just said, you know, I'm caught, I'm sick and tired of being the person I am. You know, please mm-hmm. help me, you know, become the person that I need to be in my life. I've lived Many years, you know, I'm 51 years old. I've lived many years of disempowerment and uh, from the childhood molestation, marrying the the first husband who is an alcoholic, you know, and I attracted all this in my life. And then it's just, you know, I guess maybe call it divine intervention. I started realizing that, you know, I was the biggest bully and I just started taking responsibility for my life, you know. I realized that I was hanging out with people that, uh, were not as positive as I wanted to be. And not that they were bad, mm. that's just where they were in their journey. Some of them, mm-hmm. you know, some of them were toxic acting. That was just where they were. So I, you know, started uh, putting it out to God, to the universe, hey, I'm ready for the right people, the right resources to come in my life. I realized that everything that I'd been through was uh, part of the journey to define me, to help me become who you know, who I wanted to be to help, you know, to get out there and to start teaching others, you know, how to get over over their traumas and their stories. Um, and today, you know, a lot of people reach me and they've had some very um, powerful stories that have helped define them, but they still stay because they don't know how mm-hmm. to move through it. And that energy, that energy of the past that has hurt us, it can stay, it can stay in us at a cellular level. So, you know, one of the things that I did along with coaching, too, is I got a lot of energy healing, a lot of energy help, 
uh, to remove that past negativity. And what a lot of people think is woo-hoo is simply not. It's not woo-hoo when it comes to energy healing. I do it myself on others, but it's kind of hard to do on yourself. And so mm-hmm. I reached out, you know, with somebody in my local area that was very good at it, pulling that trauma, that that energy out of us. And for people who don't understand energy, everything is energy. I mean, our bodies, our curtains in our house, our cars, our homes, it's all energy. And so, you know, I I felt a lot of trauma inside me, you know, because of many, many years of disempowerment. So as I was open to getting that energy work and that healing, um, I just noticed I I could tell I started becoming more positive. People were drawn to me, attracted to me. Um, I made a, you know, a big major transformation, and all the people around me were contacting me, you know, wanting to uh, know how I did it, you know, or congratulating me. And, and you know, just by people coming forward like, holy cow, boy, if you – you know, we love the big transformation you've been through because, I mean, I was a total outstanding victim. I mean, <laughs> I was beautiful. Mm. I did not like that person I was. And then today, sure, I have bad days and I have uh, disempowering moments and then I recognize it and then I shift it real quick. And I know how to do that as a coach. I know how to shift myself and others. You mentioned that you have written a new book. Uh, what's the name of the book, and what is it about? Well, it's called The Empowered Whistleblower, A Practical Spiritual Path to Personal Power. It's been live on uh, Amazon for one week. And it starts mm-hmm. out, the very first paragraph is about me landing in the mental health ward and not taking good care of myself and, and feeling victimized. And I take it back all the way to childhood, you know, going through the sexual uh, trauma, sexual abuse, you know, as a young child, and how it really flavored the rest of my life of feeling victimized and feeling disempowered. And then I arrived to the moment of that, you know, third day in the mental health ward, and I was going to take, you know, action, positive action, and I end up hiring an attorney, even though I lost all the money uh, of working with the Veteran Affairs uh, they cut off my paycheck illegally, and I still hmm. managed to uh, get through it all at the time trying to sell a house size, um, my house flooding twice, $30,000 worth of damage. And hmm. I kept thinking, oh, my gosh, I can never get through this. And I kept saying, just one more, just one more thing, get me through one more thing, Dawn, get me what. And I did, and then I looked back at all of that, and I'm like, wow. So my book is, you know, it's a lot of stories, um, and a whole lot of advice. So people will find it to be um, they'll find it to be very interesting, especially the first chapter. And because I go more into depth, you know, about the bullying and the things that happened to me. But I share how I got through it, and I teach others how they can also, you know, own their stories instead of their stories owning them. So that's out there. And uh, if you go to my website, the Empowered whistleblower.com, you can get a copy, uh, access to the first chapter, complimentary at no cost. And if it appeals to you, resonates to you, it's uh, on Amazon right now as a Kindle or printed version. Okay. Okay, fantastic. So, um, and for all of you who happen to be on your iPhone, your iPad or computer or laptop or looking at the show page, you click on her name, Dawn Westmoreland, it will take you directly to her website, which can also lead you to um, her new book, which is, uh, it sounds phenomenal. It's very exciting and, and so helpful. If there's anything that you would want 
someone to focus on or walk away with uh, when reading your book or listening to your radio interviews or even being um, receiving your coaching services, what would that one or two things be that you want them to ponder upon or that you want them to take away from having spent time with you? Well, the one thing that I want others to get from me and my book and my services is that they can believe in themselves more than other people believe in them and that they can own their stories instead of their stories owning them and that everything that has happened to them in their life is just part of the journey of life and it can help define them. It can help them if they see the gifts, even though they may be gifts in ugly wrapping paper. But those gifts are are part of defining them. It's lessons and growth if they only see it. And so I wish that for everyone, that they will see their their potential and how truly great they are. Wow, I don't know what happened, but we got disconnected there for one second. Um, I'm sorry, it looks like you got disconnected too, but we're back on. And you were, when I got disconnected from you, Don, you were uh, talking about seeing the gifts in ugly wrapping paper. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> and right around there, I just dropped. I, I don't know Mercury and retrograde. I've been doing the show yes. on Blog Talk now for four years, and I think I have dropped from call from. I've done over four hundred shows, and I think I've lost a single on calls maybe five times in four years and four hundred shows. So I don't know what's going on here, but uh, you know what? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. So go ahead and finish what you were saying. <laughs> yeah. So you know, ugly gifts or um, back that up, gifts and ugly wrapping paper can be very valuable to people, no matter how traumatic the event is or the experience. You know, it can really help empower us by lessons and growth in our lives. So I give um, great gratitude for all the gifts in my life with ugly wrapping paper. Yeah, I like that uh, analogy, gifts and ugly wrapping paper. That would definitely apply to me. There have been many things in my life that might be considered traumatic. You know, we all have those. But when you look back at it, many of those gifts, those gifts and ugly wrapping paper that I opened up really fine-tuned me and prepared me for the other things that were coming down the pike. And I don't believe in coincidence. I believe that God allows certain things to happen to you because he knows what's coming down the pike and you need to be prepared. He wants you to be strong enough to get through them. He wants to give you a frame of reference, something to pull from to be able to maneuver as you're on that journey. So I I love that analogy because it is truly a gift to have a life where there's no issues or concerns and no problems, never having experienced that. And then all of a sudden, boom, you have two or three things happen at once. Many times you feel unequipped to deal with that because you've never had to deal with any of those things before. That's why I think it's important as as parents to expose our children to what life is about so that when they leave the nest, they're not like totally like, whoa, what is this? Because they've been so coddled and so protected that they have no life tools to be able to deal with various maneuvers that happen along our journey uh, because life is full of mishaps. Uh, full of things that might cause trauma. But also, life can be full of joy, it can be full of prosperity and abundance, and it can definitely be full of success. And it sounds like you have, um, you know, moved your life around in such a way that you have now, you're now on that journey, and, and that's so wonderful. Yeah, it, it is It is amazing. All the friendships I've made, um, people that have come forward, other coaches are now asking to be coached by me, 
and I'm doing joint ventures with um, some pretty high-level coaches. So it's, it's really exciting getting my word out. It, it really is. That's and I'm fantastic. very humbled and, too. <laughs> and for people who want to get in touch with you, Don, um, again, give us your information. Yeah, I have two websites. The first one is my name. My full name is Dawn, just like the morning, Marie Westmoreland, W-E-S-T-M-O-R-E-L-A-N-D.com. And theempoweredwhistleblower.com, I offer 20-minute complimentary strategy sessions, and you can reach out to me through my website and, and let me know if you want a complimentary 20-minute breakthrough. Love it. Fantastic. Thank you so much, uh, Don, for being on the Wellness Journey Live. I'm so excited to have met you, and I know that we will um, meet again and, and talk again real soon. Uh, and thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with all the listeners on the wellness journey. We appreciate it. Oh, Linus, thank you for letting me be on your radio show. Thank you. You're quite welcome. And again, for those of you who just tuned in, you know you can listen to the show on the archives uh, and go back and listen to Don Westmoreland and some of her wisdom that she shares with us. And also you can go directly to her website at uh, donwestmoreland.com to find out about her new book, Uh, that she just released about being empowered and getting rid of those blocks that are keeping us uh, from achieving things. And let me just tell you, uh, just from my own experience, and something I do with myself every day, um, being an entrepreneur is interesting. And being an entrepreneur in a field that's relatively new, and it was back in 2009, the whole idea of doing something virtual over the Internet, uh, you know, working with women over the Internet uh, was pretty different. So many times um, my current, my, my friends that I had been with for years and years and years, they just didn't get it. And so you know what I had to do? I had to begin to surround myself with people who did, people who supported me, uh, people who believed in the vision that God had given me, people who could educate me and provide their wisdom to help me along my journey uh, in terms of doing this thing that I really feel that God placed me on this earth to do. And it's been a journey, and it hasn't always been easy. But surrounding yourself with like minds goes a long way. So when you get into what Don Westmoreland called those disempowerment moments, you have someone to kind of lift you back up and put you back on the road again, you know, kind of, you know, pick you up, dust you off, put you back down on solid ground, turn you around, <laughs> and keep you on that journey. I think that that's probably one of the key pieces of advice that I can give you when you start getting into those self, you know, uh, thought, negative thought processes, that stinking, thinking, uh, that things that take you off that path to success. Make sure you're surrounded with people. Find yourself a dream keeper, someone who believes in you, who you can pick up the phone and call and say, you know, I'm having a really crappy day today, and I just can't get any motivation. I feel like I'm losing it, and nothing seems to be working. And many times those people, those dream keepers, people who believe in you, who understand what your vision is, they'll have that special word or that special thought or idea that will give you that aha moment, and next thing you know you're motivated and you're back in the saddle again. I'm so glad that you decided to join us on the wellness journey. I'm so excited about being with you for four years as of June 2015, and I plan on being on here for as long as you plan on listening. Remember that we're uh, live shows every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, but also we have a plethora of shows in our archives. Please listen to our archives. We are featuring 
follow the premier experts in the field of mind, body, spirit, wellness. And I'm telling you, there is all kinds of information there that's going to help you along your journey to wellness. Make sure you follow the show if you're not following it so you can get notification of whenever we have shows coming up. And follow me on my social media. I'm on Facebook, PraiseWorks Health Wellness. And I'm uh, also um, Facebook, uh, PraiseWorks Wellness Woman 40. And for those of you who have been asking me, where's the magazine? It's coming out this month in the month of June 2015. And after that, every six weeks. And, of course, Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond magazine is all about mind, body, spirit, wellness for women over 40 and all the people who love them. Thanks again for listening. This is Gwyneth from PraiseWorks, and you have been on the wellness journey. We'll see you again next time. Thank you for joining us on the Wellness Journey Live with Lettuce Woods Mullins. We hope you have enjoyed our show and look forward to the opportunity to share with you more information that will help you along your journey to total wellness for the mind, body, and spirit.